You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, uh, on Sunday, um, I don't know what we gave the theme for our study from Sunday, but essentially we were looking at our life, the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus, and the Bible said we should look at him, we should consider him, we should study how he did it, reading from Hebrews 12. I'm going to need quite a few people, so some of us should have our Bibles in, you know, message and others. I'd requested for the Living Bible as well. But Hebrews 12 told us that we should study, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, okay? But the message says we should study how he did it. Praise the Lord. And our study essentially is how did he master the relationship between that other world, the world that is eternal, the world that is spiritual, the world that supersedes everything that we see, the one that is not passing away. How did he perfectly coordinate both worlds such that on this side, the prince, his arch enemy came and could not find any fault in him. Praise the Lord. For those of us that have been coming for the prayers of the fast, one of the things we've established is that we should not take it as a surprise that the enemy wants to get us down. Praise the Lord. He is our enemy. He's not our friend. There is no truce with him. There is no middle ground with him. Okay? And when your enemy says, I can find nothing on you, then truly there is nothing on you. You know, friendship blinds us. But they say love is blind. Okay, it's not from the Bible alone. Okay, but I mean, friendship blinds us, okay? But when the enemy comes and could not find anything wrong with our master, then we can know that he's a perfect example for us to follow. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, and we said that we learned that how did he do it? He did it by cooperation. Cooperation with the one who controls both worlds. The one who is almighty, the one who is above and beyond all of the worlds. He is God almighty. So he did it, and he did it by cooperation, which in other words is simply obedience. And John five nineteen tells us that he said, he said, it is whatever. He says the son does nothing of his own, but whatever he sees the father do. He says the same thing the son does. So he was walking in direct you know, uh, um, uh, uh, alignment with what the father wanted him to do. And because of that, he finished spotless, sinless, excellently. I pray that you and I will align with the father and we will finish well in Jesus' name. In John eight twenty nine, also, he put it this way. He says that he who sent me is always with me. Why? He says, because I always do those things that please him. Praise the Lord. And we established that this earth is enemy territory. It's not just enemy territory. It's a territory of strange things. While you're on this earth, you will want things you shouldn't want. Uh, I don't know if I told you the story of um, a man, a man, a father was driving. He had a mother. I can't remember which one. But he had his kids at the back of the car. And while he was driving, one of the kids said to shouted out say leave me i won't do it and you know the father turned and said what's going on and the child said the devil told me to give my brother a hot slap now you can imagine that you know so you you and i know that 
the territory we are in, just some different strange desires come up. Okay, how many of us have been working on a story building and something just says jump off? Now, does it make sense? Is the territory we are in. Okay, you're just driving and someone drives somehow and you just feel like taking that your nice car, you've just finished doing the body work and just because you're angry, ramming it. How many have felt like that before as well? So we're in a territory where all manner of things happen, you know? All these appetites, all these suggestions, you know, some of us have, you know, our minds, is it mind? Yeah, our minds have reduced because we've given pieces of it. Give him a piece of your mind here. Give her a piece of your mind there. And now your mind is now remaining 60%. You have given pieces out. And the people you're giving don't want to take it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So that's where we are. So to make it in this territory. And at that moment, those things look like you can't do without even the fast. Sometimes you're just feeling this food. If I don't eat it, I will die. I don't eat it, I'll die. Then you eat it and realize that's when you want to die. Praise God. So, So this is where we are. But we are learning from our Lord Jesus that we should not do the things that please us. We should do the things what? That please the Father. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we, we also saw on Sunday why it is important to have some things. It's not exclusive. Always in our radar, we said the love of God. Praise the Lord. The Christian must never lose sight of the love of God. And the Bible tells us from Ephesians three seventeen to 21 that this love, we could not even finish knowing it. So we keep discovering it. We keep discovering it. We keep resting in its knowledge. We keep you know, being more comfortable, swimming in it, you know, exploring it, being secure in it, and just establishing ourselves in it, that God loves me. Let me hear you say, God loves me. Or better still, God is my father, and he loves me like, he loves me like, if I say like any father, it will be too small. He loves me more than any father could ever love me. That's the simple truth. God is your father. And he loves you much more than any father could love his child. Okay? And we also talked about the power of God. We talked about omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, all of that. How great God's power is. Okay? And we established that that power is never late. That power is never excluded. That power has no restriction. Praise the Lord. It can work externally. It can work internally. It can work by all means. Praise God. We have the account where um, the prophecies had gone. This is where Lord Jesus Christ is going to be born. Okay? And at the time Mary and uh, Joseph were found, they were not living where they were to be born. You know what God did? He made the ruler of the whole region to issue a decree that a census is going to take place. Everybody should return. We don't know what made Joseph and Mary not be there. But God issued a decree for a census, a worldwide census, so that he can get Joseph and Mary to be where they ought to be. So this God we serve is mighty. Let me hear you say he's mighty. He can handle little things with big decrees. Praise the Lord somebody. There was one we didn't mention on Sunday and we'll mention it tonight quickly. It is the wisdom of God. Let me hear you say the wisdom of God. When you understand, when you begin to believe in the wisdom of God, you enter into a place where your life is, um, your, your level of stress reduces. Praise the Lord. How many of us, okay, let me ask husbands. How many of us husbands from time to time are driven in the car by our wives? Somebody is shaking his head. God forbid. Eh? Okay, your wife drives you, right? You know how it is when she's driving? Eh? How is it? (laughs) Praise the Lord. When she's driving, you know, you're in the car, you're in the passenger seat, but you're also in the driver's seat. Praise the Lord. But you're holding yourself. Praise the Lord. But when the man, uh, okay, okay, maybe it's not some wives, but my wife, you can't deny me in this. He said, "When, when you enter the car that I'm driving, what do you do? Tell them. When I'm driving and you're in the car, what do you do? Uh She removes her shoes. Why does she remove her shoes? 
She knows that this man can drive, but at least better than her. Okay, let me not take it to another dimension. I need the Holy Ghost every day I'm driving. That's the truth. When I'm getting to junctions, I say, Lord, help me. That's the simple truth. So let's not miss it. But what I'm trying to say is when you know the wisdom of God, you can relax. When you know the wisdom of God, you can do what? You can relax. This is what it does for you. Romans eleven thirty three. someone can open it and read for us. It talks of all the depths, both of the riches and both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. He said, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. God is wise. God, Romans eleven thirty three. God is wise. God knows so much. We're just doing the review. Why is that important? Why that is important is this. When I know and trust his wisdom, then when God says no to me, I say thank you to him. Praise the Lord. When he says what? No to me, I say what? Thank you. I don't struggle with him. You know why? Whatever God wills for me or wills for you in any situation, even though it may be different from what you thought you would have wanted, in fact, what you wanted most times, if you knew what God knew, you would choose what God chose for yourself. The reason we don't always agree with God's will is because we don't know what he knows. If you and I know, <laughs> hallelujah, all that God knows, secondly, you know, all of them are together. This is not the sermon, it's revealed. And love ourselves the way God loves ourselves, loves us, we will choose what he chose for us. But most times, we don't know what he knows, and we don't even love ourselves the way he loves us. That's why we choose what we choose. Somebody will go higher in Jesus' name. And say, Lord, do what? Choose for me. And when you choose for me, it will be all right. It will be all right. You know, sometimes we are afraid of God's will. God's will is like punishment. It's because we don't know. If we know what he knows and love ourselves like he loves us, we will choose what he chooses all the time. And we will get there in Jesus' name. Okay? So, so I, I think that's part of the review. Uh, is there any other thing we, we, we saw? Okay, we also established, you know, that um, obedience for us now is God's way of just making it easy for us. Sorry, loving, asking us to love him is God's way of, us, of, of making it easy for us to obey him. Why? Because whether men like it or not, everybody at the end of the day will do what? Will obey God. It's as simple as that. He is the owner of this world. Praise God. He is the creator of this world. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. God is in charge of his world. So someone, you know, uh, um, uh, someone saying I'm an atheist, someone saying I'm this, I don't care about God and all of that, is just, you know, he's wasting the privilege he has. Of obeying in love. Praise the Lord. A time is going to come. The same person will say Jesus is Lord. The Bible says at his name every knee shall bow and what? Every tongue shall confess that what? Jesus Christ is Lord. So whether they are saying it now or not. They will yet say it. So for us we are privileged to be saying it in love. They will say it by compulsion. Praise the Lord somebody. Okay, so, so, so we go on, and what, what I want us to do tonight is we'll go to our text and, you know, slow down a bit. Ephesians chapter 1 verse, I'll read just 19 and 20 now, and we'll take it a bit so that we can learn some things there and pray, and then have that power we are talking about work in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places 
Okay? No, no, I just want to, okay. Uh, far above all principality and power, might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. But I, I want us to go look at 99. It says, this is what he wants us to know. This is prayer, Paul's prayer. That we might know the exceeding greatness of God's power toward us. Now, the first thing I want us to see there is that Paul writing here, writing, writing, writing. I, I, I read this and, and, and the Spirit of God said to me, if Paul wrote that scripture, I'd, I'd like you to please have your eyes on your Bible. If Paul put that statement and said, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us according to the working of his mighty power? You know, he will still make the same sense. But if you look at your Bible, say, according, according uh, his power toward us, then he said, who believe? The Bible makes it clear. It said, not all believe. It means I can be in this group and not believe that power. Praise the Lord. It says, the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. So there are some amongst us. There are some that will walk this walk and never come to believe. And they'll be in this environment. It says why? Because this belief is going to be a function. In the other place, say to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all what that we could ask or imagine. According to what? The power that is at work in us. What is that power at work in us? The way we connect. The belief remains the, the means of transportation. Our Lord Jesus, while he walked on earth, healed so many people. And he didn't say to them, the king of kings heals you. He says, your faith. Why? Because he's carrying the power and passing everywhere. It's not everybody that God healed. But those who believe, praise the Lord. The scripture says, today who believe on the Lord, to them he was. He gave the power. The power is always there. So I want, I want us to take that as we go on. So we see the import of this believing. Okay? So now let's see the power like we started on, on Sunday. So it says this power is according. It's consistent with. It's in proportion. It's in the manner. What manner is it? It says which he walked. They began to tell us in 20. Which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Okay, so we, we, we began to establish on Sunday based on 19 and 20. What does this power do? What does this power that I'm talking about do? Thank you. Somebody has it. This power simply does what? Raises from the dead. This power does what? It raises from, it says, according to the working of which he walked when he when he so that was a specific demonstration of that power when he raised him from the dead so the power we are talking about this exceeding great power is a power that does what raises from the dead now we began to learn on sunday that if this is what the power does it raises from the dead that means the position of encounter for this power has to be dead like situations Praise the Lord. And I, I, I issued you a, a challenge. Go and read the Bible and see everywhere this power was demonstrated. It was not demonstrated for people who were, you know, up. It was always coming at the point where people had been buried. Abraham and Sarah, at what point did the power come manifest? When they were as good as dead, it was then the power came. That's how this power operates. But now, now, if I believe God and I don't understand, that's why we're learning this. If I believe God and I don't understand this, I will struggle not to get to a dead position. I will do anything within my means not to get there. Forgetting or not because I don't know that this power we are talking about is called resurrection word. Power is not maintaining power. Praise the Lord. It's, not, it's a power that raises from the dead. Now, now we'll, we'll leave there, so we're going to come back to it. That's where we stopped on Sunday. Now, let's come with me to Hebrews 5. We're going to see the connection and, and what it is there. Hebrews 5 from verse 7. Hebrews 5, 7. 
It says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. He said, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Now he says, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, um, I want you to see the connection here because that's our partner. Our Lord Jesus prayed and this, this verse says, he prayed prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears. I want you to picture this. Just like we pictured Abraham, I think it was last Wednesday we pictured Abraham. A 99-year-old man running and serving food and standing is unusual. It's even more unusual that the Son of God will be praying and crying. Praise the Lord. And now what was this whole prayer about? Verse 8 tells us it was for obedience. He was not praying for bread, to be, for stone to become bread. He was not praying to be able to raise Lazarus. He was not praying that power may flow through him and he walk miracles. He was praying so that he might submit totally to the process. Praise the Lord, somebody. Please, who, who has the Living Bible for me now? The Living Bible, verse 7. It says, yet, while Christ was here on earth, he pleaded with God. Praying with tears and agony of soul to the only one who will save him from premature death. And God heard his prayers because of his strong desire to obey God at all times. Verse 8 says, And even though Jesus was God's son, he had to learn from experience what it was like to obey when obeying meant suffering. That's where our challenge is. Praise the Lord. That's where our challenge is. When obeying means what? Suffering. But he needed to. Why do you think that at the garden of Gethsemane, he was praying until his sweat came out like tears? Why? He knew he had to allow them to pluck off his, uh, uh, his beard and still be smiling. He knew that he had to allow them slap him. I told us on Sunday, he can't respond. He had to stand there and they will spit on him. Has someone ever spat on you? If you haven't experienced it, don't experience it. But he was spat on. They put his bed. They did all of that. He had to pray. That's why he was, he's, he was asking for strength. Because if he, if he didn't allow it that way, if he responded in one of those situations, he will not get to verse 9. Look at what verse 9 says. Read it for me even in your King James now. Read it from you. And having what? Having been made perfect. That perfect, when the Bible talks about perfect, most times what it's saying about is completeness. When he completed it, what happened? He became the author of eternal salvation to all who do what? Obey him. If he didn't, if the obedience was not total, he would not be able to be complete. He would not be able to save you and I. So the prayers, the cry was, God, please let me make it through. Let me make it through. Praise the Lord. Now, now, now let's see something else in that, in that verse, uh, verse, verse. Verse 9 says, it was, I'm reading from the Living Bible. It says, it was after he had proved himself perfect. In this experience, that Jesus became the giver of eternal life to all those who do what? Who obey him. Now, someone please read James 1 4. Oh, everybody knows it. James 1 4. What it talks? James 1 4. Let, please, please let, let, let's flow. Okay. James 1 4 says, Let patience have its what? Perfect work. First of all, read three for me. Read three. Knowing that the testing of your faith worketh what? Produces patience. And he said what? He did, no, no, stop there, stop there. That's what you don't want to do. You don't want the testing of your faith to last. You want to get out quickly. Today, today. Exit, breakthrough. 
É? Zap. Do, do you understand? But, but he says no. He says let it what? Let it finish. Because if it's not finished, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know the picture is giving me now. The picture is giving me is when they're boiling that meat or that yam. Eh? No matter how hungry you are, what do you do? You wait. You wait. Let it have its what? Perfect work. That it might be done. Jesus had to become done. You and I, we are going through processes. Now, what happens most times is that in that process, you know what we do? We bring it out. We abort the doing process. When we bring it out, it's not done. And then because we bring it out without it being done, we are not complete. We are not mature. We are not perfect. You know what happens? The process begins again. You know why? Because the power that will work for you will work when you're complete. Let patience have its word. Perfect word. That you might be complete, mature. That's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for them to finish insulting you, but you slap them halfway. Momichi told me a story about a man, I think he's our guest minister, Apostle Mike, that is coming. He said they, 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 they heard they were going to minister somewhere and they heard about this particular girl who was demon-possessed and the girl was giving ministers a lot of trouble. So when they went, he and his team, when they arrived there and they saw the little girl, he said the biggest amongst them in the, you know, in the ministerial team went and said to the girl, you're not the girl, though. Uh-huh. You can't be the girl now. You're full of the Holy Ghost. And I went and said to the girl, I said to the girl, I command the devil, whatever, get out of the girl. And they said, once he said that, you know what the girl did? The girl gave this big man a hot slap. That's not where to laugh. You know what happened next? This big man wound his hand and gave her a hotter slap. That was the end. You know why? The devil knew. That if this man cannot manifest the fruit of the spirit, who are you to tell me to come out? So he immediately brought them down. That was the end of the mission that day. That's what we are talking about. Let patience. Some of us, the reason we have not advanced is that you couldn't take it. You are, and you are boasting, I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. And the angel that carried your file went back to primary one. I can't take it anymore. No. They said, okay. Let's start from board mass. Bracket of division, multiplication, addition, and subtraction. That's it. He said, and having been, this is Jesus. He came perfect, but he had to be complete. They had to look at every stage. You see, we, we, uh, um, uh, the King Julius was reminding us on this, this afternoon about being a level. Not, it's not, we, are, we have gone beyond being right. We are talking about being complete. You look at your life and wondering, ah, I've done this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I, I, I've told you the story when, um, when, for those who don't, you know, Give tithes on your own is not really my the reason I'm telling it. But one of those, you know, earlier times when one did, you know, was still growing. I told somebody the reason when you pay tithes, God will rebuke the devourer. And you see, your car will not spoil, your children won't go to hospital, all of that. That's what I was saying. It was not weeks after. My car bashed beyond repair. And I was paying tithes. I think God was trying to tell me, brother, take it easy. Eh? There are so many more things involved in this. You understand? Now, 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 now. Tithing because I don't want my car to spoil. That is business. It's insurance. It's comprehensive. It's com- com- contiting insurance. <laughs> eh? You give and then you're watching. My car must not spoil. You. This one must not happen. No, no, no. We, tithe really, that, that's the mistake that we've made in this time. Tithe is worship. When tithe began, there was no law. Tithe was Abraham's response when he saw Melchizedek, the king of Salem, the king of peace. And he said to him, 
Blessed be Abraham of the Lord Moses. He said, are you the one who gave me victory? 318 men over five kings. I must honor you. Anybody that does not have that revelation must not pay tithe. But when you know that God gives you victory with 318 men over five kings, you don't need any. You'll be begging. Take my tithe. So when we bring it down, that, that whole other side, is the, is, that's what brings it down. You know, that, that's not it. It's worship, it's revelation. It's, ah, I have a backup. Somebody sent me. Somebody is helping me. Somebody is making my way prosperous. I order it comes. I build the stands. I sell it goes. There, is no, there are no complications, nothing. If you, you've not seen Wahala, you don't want to see trouble. You buy car, eh? finish documentation, sell car. Then he sells to another person. Then they, they come and tell you that the first person that sold it to you bought it from somebody who stole it from somebody. <laughs> they can't find them. They can't find anybody. It's only you they can find. <laughs> uh, that's when you know you need the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, you know you need the Lord. You go out and come in. It's the, so, so uh, anyway, so, so it says, having been perfected, Hebrews 5, 9. Having been completed. And that completion was why he was praying. The challenge of the Christian lifestyle is not to get God to bless me. God has, he said, we have been blessed, what? With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, what? In Christ. So, if we gather as a church and every time we're saying, God bless us, God bless us. That means we don't know him. That's the simple truth. We gather to learn him. You see, the Bible says several things in one way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. And these other things shall be added. He said your heavenly father knows what? That you have. That's still what he said. He said your heavenly father wants to give it to you. Just know him better so he can get what he wants to give you better. And then he doesn't say to you, no, 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 those things, no. The, the, the good things, you know, the things people pursue. He says your father knows. And it says, even the Gentiles, they run after these things. Okay? So, the difference is this. The Gentiles are running after it. What should we do? We should run after him. You get it? We're running after him. Not that we don't need those things. We're running after him just like any child who is an Ajebota will tell you. They don't remind their parents about school fees. Mm -mm. They don't. Their parents know. They prepare before time. Do you understand? No, they do. They don't even remind uh, lunch. When they get up, they say, Jimmy, come back. Come and take your lunch. Jimmy say, oh. Jimmy comes and takes lunch. It's the mother who is not going to school that prepares the lunch for Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't remember. You know why? He has a mother. Say to yourself, I have a father. Okay? So, so, so he says... With this perfection, he now became the author of eternal salvation to all. Now, notice something important then. He became the author of eternal salvation to what? To all who obey him. Are you seeing something that is happening? To all who call his name. That's the way it sounds, Abby. You know, the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, let me tell you something about scripture. The scripture is ready. If you want to be wayo, you will be wayo. Eh? If you want to fool yourself, you fool yourself. I, I'm born again. I don't born. What happened? I came to the altar. Eh? That's all. After I came to the altar, where have you been going? You've been going to, 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 uh, uh, to, to where, where is it called again? What's that place? Bad people go to. You people don't go there. To brothels. You've been going to where you shouldn't go. But you also came to the altar. So you're born again. And you even have sticker. And you give prophet suffering. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's not, after you call him, he will speak now. If he saves you, then he will talk. And when he talks, you will obey. He said to all who obey him. The master, the, the, the Bible says, it is not possible that the servant will be greater than... Mm-hmm. So if the master, you know, those who teach Christians to reduce obedience or not to take God seriously, they are very wicked. If the master prayed with vehement cries and tears to obey the father, 
then somebody wants to give you the impression that you can just, you know, meander and just, you know, play Superman with this thing. No, now. No. He became the author of eternal salvation to what? To those who obey. To those who obey him. Because, listen, brethren, obedience is the way. Now, why is it a challenge? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The whole thing is connected. Why is it a challenge? Because almost, most times, almost every time, obedience will take you going down. Isn't it what we said on Sunday? Obedience will t- t- take, you, take you going down. Don't worry about those obedience where people say, I claim your car. I claim your house. Eh? You know, call it, call it. You know, that's the one people like went somewhere recently. And I, I do, after the offering, they say, money, come to me now. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. Eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Nobody you get your mouth. Uh-huh. Now we all get our mouth. But, but, but you see, obedience, most times, is not the one you want. Because if it's the one you want, it won't be obey. The Bible didn't say to, to husbands, love their wives. We, you married her. Do you understand? You know why I had to say that? Because in the process, you want to dominate instead of love. So anytime the Bible is telling you something to obey, it's telling you something that is good for you, that you need to do, but you wouldn't ordinarily want to do. Then he says to wives, respect your husband. Because you see this big man. So, some of you that see me now, you see me big man. The state my wife sees me, if you sees me in it, you'll be wondering. Do you understand? So then he says to the, the, the tiny woman now, depending on, it can be big woman or tiny. He says, respect that man who, that you have seen him finish. What should you should do? Then children, he says to children, do what? Because when children gather, they think their parents, this gray hair has removed their sense. They forget that we are once their age. So the Bible will tell the children as well. It says, children, do what? Obey your parents. Don't think you're smart. You know, we all thought we were smarter than our parents. We call them old man. Forgetting that the old man had been where you are. Added experience on it. Eh? Years of experience on it. So that's why obedience will always lead you in the path that you don't want to go. But the path you ought to go. That's the thing. And you know why it's leading you in that path? That's where resurrection power is waiting for you. So the wise obey. Thank God for this young lady we're going to have, you know, over at MSG. Esther, do you know, I mean, for those who followed it, she was not the only Christian there. What was the other one's name? The, the one that now joined her later. Anyway, one of them, Naomi, was also a Christian. But now one, you know, drop that Jesus, you know, because that Jesus thing can cost you this thing. So I'm here to win, man. You know what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So they, they, they all came. This one now was ready to go down with her Jesus thing. Okay? The other one was not ready to carry the burden of the... When she saw, when that Naomi saw that this Jesus thing is helping, she now brought her Jesus thing. Nobody made a comment on her own. Nobody. Because, you know what? It, then she has seen it working. The obedience was not helping. She said, ah, maybe it's this Jesus that is helping this Benio, Benio sister. You know. So let me, you know, acquire that. That's where most people want to be. Most people want to be where the Jesus thing, the obedience thing, seems to be lifting high. No! At that point, it's late. Praise the Lord. Anytime obedience thing becomes very popular and the movement, know that God has moved on. Because (laughs) if you read this Hebrews 5, I cannot be praying with vehement cry. Oh, Lord, let me eat snail tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The snail is there. Ooh, yeah. I cannot. It has to be something that I wouldn't want to do. Are you getting me? So tonight, what we're, the wisdom we're getting is this. Resurrection power is ready. I just need grace to obey to that point where it will encounter me. Where it will contact me. Are you hearing me? In your business, for for even the businessman, there are ideas God will give you. Uh, Barry Sucker, you are the one that said at the point, they told you to buy money and keep. 
But you know, buying money was, it didn't, it looked somehow that, you know, it, do you understand? This, this thing is it, so simple. If it says to do it, and you remember there's a resurrection power. You know what, you know, what res, re, you know the, the picture you may even take? It's like a guarantee. You can't fail following me. You can't fail. You can't regret trusting me. He said to Peter, follow me. Leave your catch of fish. Follow me. I will make you. You can't regret trusting me. Young lady, you know, the pressure is on you to compromise. You don't compromise. The man packs his bag and goes. And after four years, he's gone. Nothing has happened. Know that the God you honored, you cannot fail honoring him. It's not possible. This God has power. This God has wisdom. This God can see what you can see. If not that he's bringing some other person, maybe that one would have made you a mad woman. Have you seen some people you know that marriage finished? You're looking at the sister and you're wondering, or even the brother, sometimes you see some brothers, they become philosophers. <laughs> you know? Nah, man, leave that thing. <laughs> You know, they, they've just, they've entered, they've reclused, they've left normal life because the thing has. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, learn to obey even when obedience means suffering. That's it. That's uh, the living Bible, Hebrews 5, 8. He learned to obey. Even though Jesus was God's son, he had learned from experience what it was like to obey when obeying meant suffering. This is Christianity. We obey even if obedience meant means suffering. And then when we do that, because we are not alone. You see, we're not calling this because we are macho men. Praise the Lord. We're not calling this because we want to feel tough. No, we are calling this because there is a plan. Are you with me? They, 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 you know, I, I wish time we'll have time. Our time is almost gone. I would have taken you to where the Bible says, had the princes of this world known. You see, there is a plan for lifting. Do you understand? There is a plan for lifting. There is a plan. There is a secret plan. So the master, look at Joseph that we mentioned on Sunday. There was a secret plan. The only gateway for Joseph to get to the palace was through the prison. How do you put a righteous man in prison? God had to develop a secret plan. Are you getting me? And the only way that plan would work is if Joseph was obedient. How do you bring three foreigners? Okay, are there three or four? Daniel and his friends, four. How do you bring three of these foreigners? into a a, a kingdom that has been established for years and make them dominate that kingdom. You have to do a barrier. Are you getting? There has to be a barrier. They, They can't be climbing the same stairs and arrive at the same place. It's not possible. So the design was something said to Daniel, refuse this system. Because if you get into this system, you know, like one movie was, you'll be the number of one million and seven on the line to the throne. You know the queen, you know, royal family, there are numbers. Pastor Ronke, which number are you? <laughs> you know, there are numbers. They said to Daniel, if you follow this system as it is, and that's where many believers are, they are following the system. Unfortunately, a VP is following the system. If you follow the system, you will be number zillion on the line. Reject this system and let it throw you out. When this system throws you out, I, God, the resurrection power will come from outside and fetch you and they will establish you and all that are under the system will bow before you. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. 
Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, 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 for the kind of God you are. Thank him for his wisdom. Thank him for his love. Thank you for his plan. Thank him. Thank him for his design. Somebody here is having challenges in his marriage. And you're going with the current system. Listen, Julius, come. Don't go. Don't go. Come here. Come. Come. Julius said something today at the lunch hour fellowship. He said, come so that the camera will see you. And people here, so it's not only pastor. I'm very proud of you, okay? You're trying. He's an evil man by birth. But he said he cleans the house, he washes, he gets the son ready for school, he gets the lunch, he does all of that, but he's an evil man. He said his evil man don't do that. His father didn't do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you know what? He's a Christian. He's the citizen of Zion. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's doing that now. You know what it is? He's going down. When you now see 30 years anniversary, and the wife is saying, Honey, I can never do without you. And you think it's by getting chest that your wife will say that. No, that system, their chest bigger than yours. Their nose is more pointed than yours. The only way we get there is by quitting that system completely. It's not by how much money he's giving her. It's just making her, which kind man be this? I shout, he says sorry. It's not the man that should say sorry. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're talking about system uprooting believers. There is another way. Are you hearing me? In that office, forget all that people are doing. That's what the Father's Church is about. We, we are not just a church to be church. We are going by the way. Listen to me. We were raising money the other day. Pastor Chris, you are the one that was telling me, let's call people out. If we call people out, we would have doubled our money. Do you understand? But we are not in that system. We are in a system where only the Spirit is allowed expression. You know what? A time is going to come. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro upon the whole earth. What's he doing? He's searching for men who by obedience have positioned themselves. Then the resurrection power will do what? Elevate them. I get him. I want you to pray for grace. What you're learning, what you're hearing is not new. You knew it, but it just wasn't worth it. But now I'm seeing that there is a way it works. He's coming. The Bible says, behold, he comes. God will come for those who have separated themselves by obedience. Who are suffering by obedience. Who are inconvenienced by obedience. Those who are at the backside of the desert by obedience. Those who have been left behind by reason of obedience. It's not that you don't know what your mates are doing. But what your mates are doing are not in line with what God wants you to do. What God wants you to do is keeping you at the back. It's keeping you irrelevant. It's making you to be forgotten. It's making you to be ignored. It's making you to be abandoned. It's not allowing you to enjoy the things that you thought you should enjoy but there is a way there is a god in heaven his name is almighty he is alpha he's omega he said i'm watching i am watching he says there is a power that finds men from the deep pit and raises them there is a power that finds them from the desert where did he find david from David was anointed king in the city. But when the power found him, he was far back in the desert. T tonight, God is reminding somebody, I will come for you, but not the way you are thinking. Get into the place of obedience. Get into the place of yieldedness. Get into the place of submission. Wait, I say on the Lord, and be of good courage. For those who wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. That is what we are talking about. Our God will bless us. Our God will deliver us. Our God will transform us. Our God will make us what he wants us to be. He is dependable. He is reliable. That's the way he is. He just does that. He just has a way of coming in ways that you don't think. He is not of this world. You are also not of this world. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, My kingdom is not of this world. But I've come to make this kingdom subject to my kingdom. That's what it's about. When we go through his route, he makes us kings and priests. He puts us over this kingdom. Lord, I receive your grace. I receive your grace. I receive your grace. I receive your grace. 
I receive your grace. I receive your grace. Somebody pray for wisdom. Somebody receive grace to purpose. God has spoken to you already. Receive grace to purpose. The Bible says, if the, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in your mortal body, that same power, God didn't take it back. The power has been available. The power has been available. The power has been available. I make myself available, Lord. I make myself available. I surrender, Lord. I surrender, Lord. I surrender, Lord. I surrender. Come have your way in me. Come have your way for me. Come have your way in my family. Come have your way in my business. Come have your way in my body. Come have your way in my calling. Many of us, the word has come to us. You know the burden, the counsel of the Lord, the purpose of the Lord, the plan of the Lord. He wants to use you. Yes, but he wants you to be complete. He wants you to be perfected. He wants to bring you into a place where he will meet you. There was a predetermined place of meeting. There was a predetermined place of meeting. Even for the three Hebrew boys, after Daniel went his own, they had to do their own. It was after the fairy furnace that Nebuchadnezzar recognized them and honored them and said, yes, now you are one of those that have been raised from the dead situation. Tonight, I want you to receive grace because God is coming. He is coming. He is coming. He is coming. He is bringing power. He is bringing wisdom. He is bringing all manner of things. He is a reliable God. He says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, we have that spirit. He said, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, Romans 8, 11, will also certainly definitely for a certainty give life to your mortal bodies obey and watch him raise you up father we give you praise blessed be your holy name for in jesus christ's name we pray you have been listening to a message from the father's church we are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Bannex Guarampa Expressway, near Next Cash and Carry, Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, thefatherchurch. God bless you.